Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Minute Infinite. What we were talking about last time was the history of racism and how I've been personally affected by how people perceive me and how I look and how that fits into my sort of racist experience. At the ending of that episode, I asked of you to look up Derek Black. If you have, then kudos to you for actually listening to me and going out and doing your research. But for those who didn't or didn't even listen to the last one to begin with, let me give you a little rundown. Derek Black was an ex-white nationalist. Well, that's a weird way of putting it. He, was, he wasn't an ex-white nationalist. He is an ex-white nationalist. What is a white nationalist? Well, it's, in layman's terms, KKK members. But they're more political. They look more professional. And they go out there spreading the truth about how whites should be the ones running the country. It's a very dangerous thing to talk about because of the fact that it's just as taboo as talking about racism itself. Now, Derek Black is a very interesting case because he grew up not just being with white nationalists, but his father and godfather were ex-KKK leaders. Think about that. Reforming from an entire organization of hate even when your fathers ran the damn thing, and then getting out of it. His story is amazing in where he gets out of it from the help of his now-girlfriend, Allison, who you will hear in the clip that I'm going to show you, and that he went to Shabbat dinners, which are these Jewish dinners, and he would always hang out with his friends in college, and it was crazy. The clip I'm going to show you, or better yet, let you listen to, is a clip from my interview that I had with him in my school for my original podcast. This is the clip. I forgot to say this to really set up the clip. Um, To put you into perspective, we had a circle with a bunch of 11th graders talking to Derek Black. And afterwards, I had the interview with him after I saw some things that were kind of weird. So there goes your setup. Now let's listen to it. Um, Now, I want to talk about the circle that happened here now. Um, Because there were a few times throughout the uh, where I was hearing your voice. It was changing throughout. I wanted to ask if you felt um, sort of uncomfortable during the uh, circle, because I know this may have been a little bit different. I don't know, like from other things you may have done, uh, and for you as well. I wanted to see how how you guys felt during the circle. Like, mm-hmm. I it's this solid question, and, and I think the circle was great. I think the questions that people asked were some of the most real, honest, intelligent questions that I have been, you know, answered in any time recently. Uh, and so I spend most of the time wondering, you know, is it appropriate for me to be speaking in a space or should somebody else be speaking? Should I be listening? Should I, uh, should I, is it appropriate for me to be there? And I thought the circle was, you know, it was uncomfortable in the sense that dealing with questions like that, like what is right, what is the right thing to do? And I thought a lot of the students in the circle were asking those questions, were thinking about, you know, is it 
right, asking me explicitly, is it right for you to be here and why and what is your role here and what is your role in relation to us? And, and like the students were also asking what is, what, what can they do and what should they do? And it was intense and I came away from it thinking that they should be leading our society right now, not like in the future, but now. Uh, so it was uncomfortable. It was also really cool. It was, it was, um, mutually respectful. I think it is interesting how much everybody respected each other too. Hey, sorry. Um, I'm trying to get paid here. So just listen to that. All right. See you in a second. Are we done with the ad? Are we done? All right. <clears throat> Back to the podcast. If you couldn't tell how nervous I was through that clip, I think you need to listen to the clip again. That beginning part and where I stumble and I mumble and I whatever umble, I was nervous as heck. It was it was one of the biggest moments of that of that day, of that week, of that month that we did the interview. I was freaking out. I was trying to keep my calm try to keep collective but it was crazy because I was talking to Derek Black an ex-white nationalist and Allison Gornick the one who helped them try and reform from being that I mean come on it's crazy right to talk to someone of such importance and be a high schooler but yet there was something off about him and I didn't know it until we got to the circle with the 11th graders. The first question that was asked of him was, what are you doing here? Why are you here? And he dodged the question with the same response he gave me in the clip. A, that you guys should be running the country, not in the future, but now. And B, those are some good questions. He didn't answer them thoroughly. He didn't answer them entirely you could even say he didn't answer them at all. With the way that he responded, he never truly answered many of the questions. Now this isn't a diss towards Derek, but more of how he handled himself throughout the entirety of the podcast. It was a weird experience to having to talk to him knowing who he was. And definitely who knowing who he was and what he practiced really changed my thought about him. And I can't lie about that. But the one thing that really did just hit it on the mark was how he responded to the questions. Now, I didn't know if he was going to respond thoroughly, calmly, nervously, excitedly, but he didn't answer them much. To his credit, he was calmer in our interview than he was in the circle which did me some well for the clip. But throughout that circle, he just was out of it. He was given the questions beforehand. He, would, he knew what the questions were going to be. He had time for at least one response, for at least one of the questions. Hell, with 15 minutes, I could have come up with an answer for at least three of the questions. And a grown man like Derek should have been able to, too. But it wasn't what it was. He gave vague answers. He never truly answered it. Even the sen senior, the junior who asked the question, 
When they asked, did that answer your question? She said no. Yet they still continued because they needed to get through the rest of the questions. It was a bit of a weird interview because of that circle. And I can't lie, it's very weird to be talking about him in this manner without someone. Because having to talk like that, it sounds like I'm bad-mouthing him, when in reality I'm not. But you have to understand that this was something weird for all of us, including him. And even though I can say as much as he dodged and evaded questions... I have to put in the relatability between both of us. Minority, white. A man who was born to hate anyone lower than him. Versus minorities who already know that white nationalism, KKK, and racism in general is bad. A man who was reformed from white nationalism to people who don't experience that at all. It's hard. It's hard understanding one of another because you truly don't understand. You can't really relate to minorities if you've never gone through the struggles of being one. You can't go through the struggles of a reforming white nationalist because you can't you haven't been one. It's a very hard topic to talk about and it's very hard to even pinpoint how Derek is dealing with this. And how Allison helped them, and how his friends helped them. But it's a very interesting thing to think about. White people aren't the only races out there. We make judgments and bias and prejudice all the time on every single human being we meet. You see someone, immediately your brain thinks of judgments and ideas based off their appearance. You see someone with a giant red mohawk, you're not going to think that they're a businessman on Wall Street. If you see someone with a suit, you're not going to think they're rapping in some underground club. Everyone has their own bias and their own preconceived thought about every single person you meet. It's natural. In fact, it's human. Take this. Research more on Derek Black, because trust me, it's very interesting. He has a book, well, it's a book written about him. It's called Rising Out of Hatred. I've read parts of it, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but from what I could tell, it's a really good book, and it's very informational about not only his journey, but how all of it works. Trust me, go read it. But I have but one thing to say. When it comes to racism, no matter who you are, we all experience it in some sort of way. We're the ones, whether we are the ones who are getting it or the ones that are dealing it, or the ones that you don't even think are getting the racism. It's a very hard topic to talk about and many people don't like putting their own voice out about it because of how taboo or controversial it is. But for the people who want to talk about this, I, I'll i tell you right now, go out, talk about it. 
yell it from the mountaintops. Try and get your voice out about it, your opinion about it. No matter whether your opinion is unpopular, try and get it out there. Racism is a big problem in our society today, no matter how big of a step we've taken. So, think about that. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you want to hear more about Derek Black, please research him. Read Rising Out of Hatred. There are plenty of other things I can talk about, but I'm going to end it here. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.